welcome to Channel KRT, the podcast where ghosts try to force us to watch the thing we're talking about while we're talking about it. Yay! I'm Randy Martin Goyle. I don't know. I'm Tyler Green, and am I a man or a gargoyle? (laughs) I'm Kit Quinn, and... I'm losing to a bird! (laughs) (laughs) Wrong Disney franchise involving gargoyles. And this is a very special episode today because joining us today is the executive producer of our show. Over on our Patreon, you can pledge $30 to become an executive producer of the show and choose an episode for us to talk about and be on that episode. And today we have that very guest. Please welcome to the show, Mike. Woo! What is it? Am I being harassed by idiots on Twitter again? Oh, no, wait. I am (laughs) reawakened for a podcast that's very big honored to be here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we'll see how long Twitter lasts after this episode, so... (laughs) Three weeks later, it is underground for a thousand years into the future. We keep saying that, but Twitter never dies. Let's all just go back to Tumblr. If we are going to go back to Tumblr, we're going to have to lay down some ground rules. Number one. No stealing human bones. Number two, (laughs) don't fake being a refugee with HIV just to write a Hamilton cannibalism fanfic. Number three, stop having Steven Universe discourse. (laughs) Uh, Number four, don't own a child slave in a foreign country. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I forgot all about Six Pency. So we are talking about an interesting relic of the Disney afternoon days, gargoyles. So, starting with Mike, what is everyone's relationship with the show? Well, I actually have a pretty interesting relationship with the show. Now, I'm not certain about how old you three are. I'm 27. 27. Yeah, I'm a year younger than them. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, I was uh, born, I think it was the same year the show actually ended, and I do remember, like, some reruns of the show like when i was a little little kid but i couldn't tell you the name of any episodes i watched except for part of the awakening five-parter and then many years later when my older sister moved out i was kind of at that stage um where i'm debating whether or not i still like cartoons or not as a teenager and as i'm cleaning out some of my older sister's stuff i found a trading card with broadway on it now i don't know if this was hers or if it was one of her friends or something along those lines and it was like oh yeah now i remember this show and so it kind of sparked me to um find the show on youtube remember when it was all on youtube kids <laughs> before the squeaking up the voice reversing the images or trying to find some way to get past copyright funny enough i found out recently that episodes of adventures in wonderland are still on youtube oh my god actually because i haven't paid my disney plus bill i just decided to type in you know gargoyle season two episode five onto google and pray for the best and I actually found it on YouTube in pretty decent quality. The episode, though, that um, when I was watching it originally that hooked me and I was like, yes, I am committed to watching this till the end was the Deadly Force episode, an episode that delves into the topic of gun violence. And so naturally, Disney banned it um, after it was originally aired because, well, you could probably guess why. Or if you guys haven't seen the episode. I recommend watching it for yourselves. Just fair warning, it contains some sensitive, um, a sensitive topic and unfortunately a topic that's become more relevant as time's gone on. Now, for the record, you're welcome to edit this part out if you guys want. So, 
Oh no, it's fine. For what it's worth, we were going to talk about that episode, but we really weren't getting a lot out of it in terms of material because it is a dark episode. Oh, very, very dark. (laughs) And I was amazed how hard they went. Holy crap. Like, they even show blood. Like, that was something new for the Disney afternoon at the time. Yeah, that was actually the version I watched when I was watching it, and I remember thinking... No, no, no. They didn't do that, did they? No, that's the version that's on Disney Plus because you get like the brief shot of Elisa on the stretcher holding the wound. You see blood. Yeah, but actually, though, they changed it um, to a censored version where um, when I watched it on YouTube after Broadway shoots her, you see a full shot of her on the floor and you see blood coming out of her torso. But, what? Yep, there's an uncensored ver- like it's not a whole lot of blood, but it's like you see her lying on the ground and blood is coming out of her torso area. <laughs> but they change it to the shot where you this more censored version on Disney Plus currently. <laughs> Knowing how the Disney censors are now, there's a non-zero chance that they probably would have edited it so instead of a gun, Broadway shoots her with a fucking ketchup bottle or something. <laughs> It's Daryl Hannah's ass all over again. Yeah, let's just put some CGI hair around the blood. That'll be good. I mean, Disney Plus now has Deadpool, and they're going to have Marvel zombies, and they have Logan. So I think at this point, they're kind of like, yeah, if we add in any sensors, it's going to look weird. Remember, we can't show anyone bleeding from a gunshot wound, but we have Russia's Wild Tigers on our fucking platform. Go watch that, you little shits. I still haven't recovered from that. I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) So this is going to sound kind of weird because I've gone through various Disney afternoon hyperfixations in my life. I've actually never seen an episode of Gargoyles in full until today because I remember catching some reruns of it when I was a really little kid because it, but otherwise before today, I hadn't really seen a full episode and it's kind of a shameful blind spot for me because yeah, this show slaps. Yeah, no kidding. I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah, Um, this is a good fucking show. I've only seen bits and pieces of it when it used to run on Toon Disney, which, side note, it's so great that Toon Disney was a thing, because otherwise these shows wouldn't have had a longer lifespan. Absolutely. Like, that's how I discovered Aladdin the TV series, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, just so many great shows. Let's be real. It's why our generation has the DuckTales theme stuck in our head. Like, I was a huge fan of Darkwing Duck growing up as a kid, and that show was definitely, like, you know, a little bit out of my time, but I still loved it just because of Toon Disney. The other closest connection I'd probably have to Gargoyles is when DuckTales 2017 started to bring in a lot of the other Disney afternoon shows. They didn't bring in an explicit Gargoyles reference, but without any spoilers, they kind of added in a very blink-and-you'll-miss-it reference, which was overall pretty cool of it. So I mean, they do at least have Keith David in the finale, so there's something. Yeah, and then, of course, Amphibia has him now, so that one must have been a really fun throwback. Yeah, it's kind of insane to think that without Gargoyles and, to a degree, Darkwing Duck, we wouldn't have shows like The Owl House, Amphibia, Gravity Falls, and Kim Possible, even Phineas and Ferb to a degree, even though that's not really serialized. Yeah, it basically all connects in a weird way, and (laughs) so it's so funny to see Disney say, ooh, The Owl House doesn't fit our brand, because it's like, you had Gargoyles, for God's sake, fuck off. 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of networks seem to hate serialized shows. Like, I remember growing up uh, when Avatar The Last Airbender, when it was getting to its third season, I'd be watching Nickelodeon like a hawk, and they would barely air it. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Ne- Being a Korra fan when the last season was out was fucking hell on earth because they would just randomly switch it to like online only keep teasing like you know keep having like a super inconsistent schedule never announce when new shit was dropping also yeah it was online exclusive on their website the nickelodeon video player was fucking broken as shit too they swapped to online like halfway through season three and they were like oh because the show's so adult now and it's like and the video player was genuinely the most broken piece of shit on their website too so it's like you know what other show went to shit as soon as it became online exclusive community Exactly. All right. So uh, like everyone else here, I was a bit too young to be a Disney afternoon kid. I was born like probably about five years after they um, changed it to one Saturday morning. So I was uh, always, uh, you know, ABC kids, you know, kid. My Saturday morning cartoons were just shit they pulled from Disney Channel to air on ABC. But like everyone else here said, um, thank fucking God for Toon Disney re-airing those Disney afternoon shows all the fucking time. Because that's how I got exposed to them. And I was watching the shit out of Bonkers, Darkwing Duck, DuckTales, Goof Troop, Pepper Ann. Loved all those shows. But for some reason, I never really watched Gargoyles. Although I would sit here and think, you know, oh, it's a pretty cool show. I should get into it at some point. And for 27 years of my life at this point. Well, actually, maybe that's a bit of a stretch. I'll just say 20 years. For about 20 years at this point, I've been saying, maybe I should check that out one day. And now I did. And I don't regret it because this show actually is as cool as I thought it would be. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're and if right. you guys are supporters of the show, Greg Wiseman actually announced, um, I don't know exactly how long ago it was, but I'd like to say eight-ish months ago, he's coming back to making comics of the show. And if any listeners are listening here, buy the comics. Hell yes. yes. Help with the show <laughs> if or when Disney ever decides to reboot it, honestly. It's kind of surprising that they haven't. Yeah, because like I was saying, because DuckTales 2017 was like a big whole Disney afternoon cinematic universe after a while, and they were bringing back everything. And in a way, their Darkwing Duck episode was kind of a backdoor pilot for a Darkwing Duck spinoff, although I think the actual series they're planning is going to be a lot different. Especially with Seth Rogen involved, but that's another story. Lexington probably best described the episode in one line. Kind of fun, but weird. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> weird and aged not that great either. Yeah, it was kind of reported that um, during season two, Greg Wiseman was not exactly expecting this many episodes. Because if you notice, there's 52 episodes in season two and oh, season man. one and three have 13 respectively. When he was asked by the Disney higher ups, if you wanted how many episodes he wanted, and he said, well, okay, we could do like 13, 26. And he's like, they were like, how about 52? And he's like, how about a heart attack? Oh, His exact man. words. That, yeah, hopefully the animators weren't forced under a lot of crunch because holy crap. <laughs> well, there was a lot of um, different studios that worked on it. So if you binge it like I was in the middle of it, you can notice like some animation. It looks relatively fine. Some of it's awesome and some of it looks... Uh... I mean, I feel like a lot of Saturday morning shows have had moments with 
stellar animation and then downgrading to like janky animation. Cough, Batman season four. Anyway. Although I gotta be honest, I don't think any era of Saturday morning cartoons will ever have more iconic animation errors than the 80s. Absolutely. <laughs> I that, that one scene from that Transformers cartoon with the fucking alien cat and how badly they fucked that whole scene oh, up. Oh god. Lives in my head rent free. Um, the Indiana Jones without a face. <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. <laughs> uh, the part in Captain N... Where they just did not put a background in front of anything. It was just the cells by themselves. Oh, yeah. It's the episode where they went to purgatory. And don't forget, like, the original American Sailor Moon where everything just looked so stiff. It was just... Oh, thank fucking God they just decided to dub it. But at the same time, I'd love to travel to the universe where Saban Moon became, like, a thing. And that's just how we did anime forever. Could you imagine, like, fucking My Hero Academia or Death Note Americanized like that? Oh, no, don't give them any ideas. Funny you say Death Note. I mean, a certain Netflix movie. Oh. Wait, no, we don't have to acknowledge that. Yeah, the Netflix app adaptation. You know, the one that has the white cop father beat up a black L? Ugh, God, don't remind Released me. in 2017, by the way. Say what you will about Saban Moon, but at least not only did the theme song slap, but they tried to be diverse. But anyway, going back to this episode, another way I would put it is, um, I'm sure this was somebody's awakening. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Oh, that was actually in my notes at one point, but we'll get to there. Something, something the writers barely disguise fetish. This is something that someone has definitely watched more than once. And also, I was amazed by the cast in this show because, holy crap, they got a lot of great people. Keith David, they got Jeff Bennett, Sally Richardson. Jonathan Freaks. Bill Fager back. <laughs> the late Ed Asner, R.I.P. I have a question. Was Rob Paulson in this? Uh, no. I, or he was, but he might have been in an episode, a different episode. I'd like to say he might have been in one, maybe two episodes. Let me check. Because I was going to say Puck. Whoever's voicing Puck. That's Brent Spiner from Star Trek The Next Generation. Also, Jonathan Frake's character looks so much like him. I kept wanting him to just come in and say, no, that's not true. And introduce it like it's beyond. Beyond fiction. <laughs> Tim Curry, E.G. Daly, Michael Dorn, Tress McNeil, Frank Welker. Gotta love that Disney money. And of course, Marina Sirtis, because they didn't have enough Star Trek actors. Not that I'm complaining. Yeah, I actually went to the um, Next Generation reunion with Marina Sirtis, uh, was there along with most of the main cast, <laughs> for, because they were promoting Picard, actually. Yeah, and she said this one thing that it, you can cut this out if you want to, but she, when they were asked like uh, what they could do for the third season, she quipped, uh, we signed so many NDAs, we could be confused for one of Trump's mistresses. Oh! <laughs> also, John Reese davies Clancy Brown, Sheena Easton, Cree Summer, Matt Frewer, all on this show. Peter Scolari! Rest in peace, King. Holy crap. This show can shake hands with Lord of the Rings, Marvel, SpongeBob, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV series. Holy crap. Jim Belushi, Peter Renaday, BJ Ward. God, so many great names attached to this show. Charles Shaughnessy. Holy Tony crap. Shaloub. Tony J. Oh my God. So this episode is interesting because it kicks off with a previously on segment. 
And I got to say, I was confused at what the hell was going on. <laughs> I was, yeah, I only thought for a second they were flashing all the way back to Deadly Force because of the gun scene, but then she pulled out the badge <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, so they pull a Doc Brown with her. <laughs> Alisa says, oh, God damn it, not again. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, the I think the main reason for that is because at this point of the continuity, um, Demona thinks Elisa's dead because that's from the long way till morning bit, which oh, yeah. I'm unfortunately a very continuity nerd here. So So Demona is the Lady Gargoyle, the villain, right? Yes, yes. Mar- Marina Sirtis's character. And then also once once they cut to the museum, I was like, whoops, sorry, I accidentally turned on that new Night at the Museum movie. I gotta say, with all these gargoyles, this reboot fucking slaps. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they ever use this show to promote Hunchback, because it, it'd be a missed opportunity if not. Yeah, I don't know. I think the last thing I need to hear when I'm watching this show is, pour the wine and cut the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of gargoyles from Hunchback and Notre Dame... We also unfortunately lost um, Victor's voice actor recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Rest in peace. I still personally think they should have made the Gargoyles in Hunchback just a full-on Seinfeld reunion. You've got George. Just go the whole way. Get Jerry. Exactly. Get Julia and get fucking whatever Kramer's name is. Also, when it cut to Elise in disguise with Demona and then Goliath comes out and says, no, but I can. I was like, did Ragnarok steal that line or was it the other way around? So did that other security guard know what was going on or was he just a casualty? to these fucking gargoyles. You know, for a museum full of dangerous mystical objects, they really did not seem to put a lot of funding into security. They just cover the mirror with a blanket and say, that'll hide it from everybody. It's like, that's going to increase suspicion. (laughs) Nothing suspicious about this mirror-shaped thingy here. Let's move on. All right, so what we're going to do is when we're bringing our, you know, top-secret nuclear arsenal through, um... We're going to put like a little tablecloth over it and we're going to put a sign over it that says not definitely not a nuke. (laughs) And then also when it cuts to the guys taking the mirror all the way to the mansion, they're like, who lives here? Dracula's daughter. I was like, wrong Universal Monsters movie. And now guess who gets to hand the mouse a cease and desist? Huzzah. How's it fucking feel? Don't make me root for Comcast, goddammit. <laughs> and then they just have a TV in the middle of the museum that Hudson's watching. Sure, why not? So here's what confuses me is that, so we have Wrangler gargoyles, which are basically humanoids, but we also have dog gargoyles. I think Greg Wiseman once said that they're like um gargoyle beasts or something like that. They're not exactly full blown, but they still have the same biology as them. That makes but sense. again, that's a uh, secondhand information. So the source I could have heard it from could have been just as equally full of it. So, so they're not potty trained. We need Frank Welker to play a dog, and we can't have a normal dog fight alongside these gargoyles. So it comes full circle when spoiler, he actually does turn into a dog later. We need a fucking cute little gargoyle dog to sell more toys. <laughs> exactly. That was the Disney marketing department. I was half expecting he'd turn out to be like a dragon or something. That would have been cool. Oh, yeah. 
And then also when they say, that's Titania's mirror, I was like, oops, sorry, I turned on She-Hulk by accident. And right around here is where we get introduced to Puck. And I can't really explain why, but Puck is really giving twink energy in this. Oh, definitely. He would have been a Tumblr sexy man if this were made today. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he should be a Tumblr sexy man. I can definitely see it. And it is completely opposite of what Data is known as for Star Trek The Next Generation. So, Show of hands, how many people survived the Peter Pan dumb on tumblr back in the day oh god that fucking thing i completely Uh. avoided it because i don't have tumblr so yeah yeah if this were made today thank fucking god there's no puck face character because he would have been harassed to hell and back also demona keeps him in chains and i was just like again someone's awakening come on demona he doesn't like you like that read the room well, especially since Puck says something like, humans are fun to be around with. <laughs> oh, are they? Jesus. I think I basically got this confirmed based on what I've seen on various internet forums, but this show definitely invented monster fuckers. Oh, no. I mean, looking at Elise and Goliath, I'm just like, yep, that checks. So her plan here is to use the mirror to wish Elisa away. So that she can have Goliath all for herself. So what is their relationship specifically? Is is she like his ex or something? It's not confirmed if they were married in the beginning, but she was actually a member of their clan. But she's essentially responsible for spoilers for the Awakening five-parter. Does anybody object? No, go ahead. Eh, you know what? I don't mind. It's, tw- it's, a, it's, a, it's a nearly 30-year-old show. Okay, well, care. anyway... She made a deal with the captain of the guard of the castle that they were living at, where he would help get rid of all the humans that were in there, and the Vikings would come in, take all the humans and the treasure, and leave the castle for them. However, the leader of the Vikings didn't trust the gargoyles, so Goliath, Hudson, and all the others were away, like they were hiding, and the Vikings destroyed all the gargoyle statues there, except for our main heroes and some eggs that were laid there. She made that deal. And then she's lived all these years because she doesn't trust humans. So hence why she asks Puck at first to get rid of all of the humans, which of course backfires. (laughs) Oh yes. (laughs) Yeah. So she initially wishes for Elisa to go away, but it eventually turns into her becoming a gargoyle. Yeah. Which if they could use that magic through the mirror, like why weren't they doing that to begin with? Like, uh, look more toys to sell. Yeah. And Puck does say, Hey, does this look like Aladdin's magic lamp? I have limits, you know, coming up next on Disney afternoon. And they do kind of emphasize, emphasize that he, that afterwards he does end up being really exhausted from having to use his magic so much, but he's also got so much energy while floating around. So it's like kind of giving, mixed signals my dude well he actually just he's based off the trickster from uh midsummer night's dream hence why they also reference oberon and uh talia which were two uh character main characters from a midsummer night's dream so the he's just trying to have fun with them which elisa does say puck was just a a harmless trickster so but obviously this is anything but harmless. <laughs> they really do hammer that in earlier on in the episode by talking about Shakespeare and everything. Funny enough, during my original watch through, I was actually reading Macbeth at the time for high school. <laughs> nice. 
I feel like this show would have definitely fit in when I was reading both Macbeth and A Midsummer's Night Dream, as well as Hamlet. When Alicia gets turned into a gargoyle, I was really expecting Demona's plan to backfire because it turns out he's really into that shit. <laughs> yes! Like, he finds her even hotter as a gargoyle. I love that she also gets to look like an actual gargoyle and not just a supermodel with wings. Like, that was really refreshing. Not gonna lie, I did get severe gender envy from the gargoyle design. Yes. Yeah, valid. Like, why can't I look like that? Come on. Why can't I have, like, wings and claws and shit? That would be badass. Something I don't get, though, is... So how come Elisa could only see the the gargoyles as humans initially? Yeah, it's a little bit confusing because they have it where they're like, no, no, you were human. And it seems like their brains kind of get a little mushed around as well. I think it's like something with the spell, like um, Demona asks to get rid of that human. She doesn't say get rid of that person or being or gargoyle. So Puck just rewrites the memories that. At least that's what I'm assuming anyway. That makes sense. So in the comments of the video I saw for this, someone said, I love how maliciously compliant Puck is with Demonia's demands. And yes, malicious compliance is my favorite fucking trope. I love him for that. <laughs> he is giving her what she wa- what she asked for, but he's doing it in like the accurate genie way where it's like, well, you weren't specific enough. So, uh, oh, well. <laughs> Also, when the, when it was like, now you glide, and they both jump off the building, I was so afraid she was going to forget to stretch out her wings at first, and then she'd just fall flat to the ground. Look, Ma, I'm roadkill. <laughs> oh, Speaking of uh, Eliza as a gargoyle now, th- there's one part where Goliath's like, I never realized how beautiful you were when you were human, and she's like, you, you thought I was ugly before? And he doesn't answer. <laughs> Saved by the updraft. See, that's how we fix everything at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. We just have Goliath swoop in and save Gwen. Your your lack of response is all we needed to hear. So, I think the stars aligned with this episode because Demona and Puck manifest on the fucking Twin Towers. Yeah, by the way, um, yep, this this, this show was made in the 90s and takes place in New York, and therefore it has aged like... Something. I don't know what, but it aged like something. Oh, by the way, this episode um aired on September 11th, 1995. So uh, <laughs> do it that way, you will. Oh, man. When I said the stars aligned, I fucking meant it. I watched a bit of the part in the first episode where they're naming themselves after the New York attractions. I was just like, oh, thank God none of them named themselves World Trade Center. I mean, w- wouldn't it be fucked up if they're like, we're two gargoyles who are like twins? And one was named, like, North Tower and the other was named South Tower. Oh, my God. We'd never be able to show that show ever again if that was the case. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Greg Wiseman uh, lucked out there. (laughs) Those twin towers aren't going to be so tall anymore. (laughs) No! This does make me wonder, though, with people, like, newbies watching this now, they'd be like, why don't some of these people have smartphones or anything like that? I'm just wondering, oh god, imagine this episode by the end if smartphones did exist. I feel like the first question would be, um, what the fuck are those two buildings? The gargoyles would not have a hint of privacy in their lives, let's be real, if smartphones existed. Oh yes. (laughs) And also, I don't get what the problem is. I want to turn into a gargoyle. Come on, Damone. And it's like, oh, it's so tragic. Everybody's a gargoyle now. I'm like, that's way cooler than being human. I would love 
to be a gargoyle. You get sharp teeth, you get claws, you get like raptor feet, you get wings. <laughs> it, hello? And you get to be out all night. As soon as the sun shows up, you just turn into stone. Get out of work. But Easy. you're vulnerable, though. So if anybody smashes you, then, well, you're done. True. Oh, well, I had fun while it lasted. That's another thing, too. The entire human population is just nonplussed about suddenly being turned into gargoyles. They really are. It's New York. You act like that's the weirdest thing that's ever happened there. Also, I strongly appreciate that this show shows that New York is never asleep, unlike a certain movie called The Wild, where there's no people out at night. You see, see, if they had made The Wild in spring of 2020, then it would have been accurate. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just glad this didn't have any racist gargoyles in it. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I do appreciate that overall the aspect of fantasy prejudice in the show actually is handled pretty well. They make it clear that the gargoyles are a different species and there's prejudice against them, obviously, but they don't do it in a way that comes across as cringy, which is appreciated. Wait till season three, folks. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, they uh, introduce a new villain faction called the Quarrymen, who are an obvious parody of the KKK. So, oh boy, uh, Disney and and judging by Zootopia, Disney did not learn anything from that. Well, it's not the only clan-like organization that starts with a Q. Oh, God. You can tell that Fox News will be bitching about gargoyles today. <laughs> it's so woke. The woke agenda wants us to accept giant flying monsters in our city. <laughs> Lady Gargoyle hurts my pee-pee. These woke moralists want you to think that women can just turn into gargoyles. <laughs> Another thing I gotta give this show, I don't know how, but it feels somehow more accurate to Scottish history than Braveheart. So points in its favor for that. So, of course, this leads to the gargoyles themselves being turned into humans. And I love how the one, I forget, I don't know his name, I'm very sorry. The one who kind of sounds like Charlie Day turns into another twink. All right, so here's the part about the human gargoyles that bothered me the most. Besides, um, you know, they went from these cool, like, you know, fucking dragon humanoids to, like, normal people in loincloth um you're walking barefoot in new york city what is wrong with you are none of y'all gonna put on clothes like holy shit you're all gonna get friggin arrested for public nudity okay fine walk around shirtless in new york city that's nothing new a lot of guys have done that but barefoot i mean at this point of the episode there's no human police officers so where are the NYPD? They're running away from the humans. <laughs> run away, run away. Oh yeah, sorry. They couldn't um take care of uh the actual like monster battle happening on Rockefeller Square. Um they have to uh, harass people on the subway about not paying again. One thing that I forgot to mention about Puck earlier, I love the animation on him. He's so expressive and it's really fun to watch. Yeah, Puck is a great character. I would have loved to see more of him, quite frankly. Oh, he does pop up more in the show if you want to Oh, watch. thank God. Oh, nice. Yes! Yeah. I love him. Also, when all the other gargoyles see them as humans and start running away, was that kind of their commentary on how the gargoyles see the humans as monsters as well? No, I think it was just meant to be a funny joke. The gargoyle humans see the human gargoyles fighting with Demona. Yeah, that's a sentence. Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> the humans that were transformed into gargoyles see Goliath and his clan as humans and start running away. What he said, basically. Uh, also, I keep mispronouncing Demona's name because when I say her name, 
demonia automatically comes out because all I can think of is the shoe brand. <laughs> also, I love that during the battle with Puck, he starts making their weapons act out against them. That was a lot of fun. And a sunflower tries to ch- choke out Patrick Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've gone so far in this episode without making a single Patrick Star joke. I will destroy the sunflower and make you swallow it whole. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever's the owner of the white sedan, you left your lights on. Womp, 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 womp. Also, they kind of have a Raimi Spider-Man moment of you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us when the other gargoyles notice them all getting beat up. So I'm just like, so I guess New York really does always stand together. Coincidentally, Greg Wiseman would later go on to create the spectacular Spider-Man that got canceled by season two. Oh man, the spectacular Spider-Man slaps. And this episode ends on kind of a bittersweet note where once they're all turned back, they're like, it would have been nice to see the sun just once. It was, oh. Yeah. And then Demona gets turned into a human. Again with the malicious compliance. Love it. Hooray! But how has she not learned at this point that you have to be hyper-specific with this guy or else he's gonna fuck your life up? Like, I mean... She should have known at this point to say, I wish that, you know... The sun would do absolutely nothing to me, but I'm still a gargoyle. I mean, she kind of made that request to him when she first met Puck, so she wasn't aware of, well, as aware anyway, of all of his um, monkey's paw type uh, twisting the rules. Oh, you meant uh, to get rid of, you meant to get rid of these gargoyles. I thought you meant Goliath and his clan. (laughs) (laughs) it all comes together (laughs) also i swear to god goliath as a human looks so much like tarzan i was like is that what inspired them for tarzan's design i mean call it beauty and the beast syndrome i guess but he's hotter as a gargoyle Agreed. <laughs> There's actually an Halloween episode where uh, Elisa dresses up as Belle and walks down uh, Fifth Avenue with Goliath. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> Here's the lesson. If you're going to have a cool monster beast guy character, keep him that way. Because whenever he turns into a human, he turns into the most basic ass white breaded human. Although I do appreciate that at least in his human form, he wasn't white. Yeah. yeah. Actually, actually, no, let me scratch that. Goliath is what they should have done with the beast. So when they turn Goliath from a gargoyle into a human, which like, you know, yeah, kind of a downgrade because, you know, cool monster to human. But they actually kept him looking like how he is as a gargoyle. Whereas with the beast, you had this big, huge, awesome, fluffy bear, wolf, buffalo thing. And you turned him into like this bland, skinny, long-haired, basic Disney boy. Looks and acts nothing like the character I fell in love with. Exactly. Come on. Oh, man. I think I heard a rumor that one of the animators said that no matter what design they came up for with the Beast was that nobody would really like it because they fell in love with the Beast, not whomever this white guy is. They could have at least given him a beard. Have it end like that episode of The Muppet Show. Have her turn into a beast as well. Hey, I mean, that's what they did with Shrek, and that's one of the most beloved movies of all time now. Amen. All right. So, yeah, very solid keep the tapes. I really enjoyed this overall. And depending upon the amount of time I have, because I have so many damn series to catch up on... (laughs) 
um, yeah, I'll definitely have to check out more when I get a chance. Yeah, this, this show goes hard, quite frankly. Definitely going to be a keep the tapes for me as well. I'm kind of surprised I've never gotten into it. Hardcore keep for me too. I mean, let's be honest. At the moment, I cannot think of a single Disney afternoon show where I would say burn the tapes. I'm sure that's due to change at some point, but that'd probably be me with Quack Pack. <laughs> I have never seen Quack Pack yet. I've I know it's cringe, but I bet it's going to be like my favorite flavor of cringe, and I'm going to be like, I have to keep it valid. <laughs> but yeah, that's just yet another banger from whoever was in charge of the Disney afternoon shows. I'm like so invested in this now. I'm going to have to definitely watch more of this and I'm going to have to go back in time and yell at my child self for not watching this shit. All right, Mike, how about you? Oh, um, let me, I'd have to think, um, Puck, what do you think? Um, yes, I say definitely keep the tapes as well as make sure to preserve them for as long as humanly possible for human and gargoyle to consume. <laughs> and fair folk as well. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining us, and especially for pledging to us being our executive producer for so long. Yes. Hey, Roster, yeah, man. thank you. This was so much fun. Hey, thanks for letting me uh, come on here, guys. I appreciate this. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um... Nothing personally. Um, I do, though, want to plug, if any listeners are comic book readers, buy the Gargoyles comics. Try to support this as well as you can, because Disney still issues out merchandise of this show, so keep that aflowing. And if you are fans of Greg Wiseman's other shows, watch them, especially Young Justice. I want a season five, goddammit. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, he also made Young Justice? Nice. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, a lot of the uh, main Gargoyles cast have made appearances on Spectacular Spider-Man and uh, Young Justice as well. Ooh, I currently do not have a lot of so any social media unless you already know what I have. So otherwise, uh, go check out Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I also say that to myself because that show looks awesome and I can't wait for it. And stream go big. Andy Sturmer supremacy. Yes. <laughs> stop And stop fucking hate watching Velma, please, for the love of God. We don't need any more of that. Go watch something else. And now it has just been approved for season three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah, nice going, Randy. Well, this is what I get for reverse psychology. No, seriously, though, that Andy Sturmer tune is a fucking banger. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, You can find me on Cosmic Rewind. Uh, you can do that. You can find me on YouTube by the same name. And uh, I still just want to know, why the fuck was I watching Timo Supremo nonstop as a kid, but not this show? <laughs> Come on! All right. Who even fucking remembers Timo Supremo? Me for some goddamn reason. I do, unfortunately. All right, you can find me on the usual spots, TylerFG on Twitter, TylerFG96 on Instagram. As for the show, you can find us on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. We also have our Discord server and our Facebook group, which you can find on the link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, we have two options. First, we have Patreon, where we have exclusive minisodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at its earliest convenience. And we're also on Ko-Fi, where you can also find our minisodes, but you can buy them individually for $5 a pop. And if you just want to donate to us, you can also do that. And of course, thank you so much to our pals Gomer, Chris Reyna, and Tony Goldmark for pledging to us at the $10 level. And of course, the man of honor, 
with us today, Mike. Woo! Thank you guys once again, and hope that uh, you guys have a good Super Bowl Sunday, because as we are recording this, the Super Bowl is the next day. Don't spoil anything for anyone who wins, so. <laughs> Go, birds. <laughs> oh, volume 3 trailer! <laughs> Rihanna! <laughs> Rihanna's finally doing stuff again! Fuck yeah! All right. Channel KRT, fly, eagles, fly. Philadelphia freedom, I love. Mama say, mama sa, mama kusa. Yeah. <laughs> no, Randy, no. <laughs> <laughs> what? I meant that in the Rihanna way. Oh, okay. Not the Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs>